Please be seated. Is the Lord among us or not? Rephidim, from our lesson, our first lesson from Exodus, Rephidim. Have any of you ever been there? Physically, it's somewhere on the Sinai Peninsula between Egypt and the River Jordan, in the middle of the desert. It's not on any maps. It's on no maps that are ancient and no maps that are modern. There is no vegetation. There is no wildlife. There's no water. It's nowhere. Refidim. So when I began to work on this sermon, I um, looked up to my, at my wife from my um, laptop and I said, you know, I need a lost in the middle of nowhere story for this sermon. And she glared at me and said, which one? <laughs> so um, uh, a few summers ago, we spent our vacation um, driving through the southwest and visiting national parks. And we left one national park. We think it was Bryce National Park, and we were going to another park. And, um, of course, I looked on the map and saw a road that was faster, I thought. And there were dots along the road, so I knew that there would be towns where we could stop for provisions. But then as we left and we drove through this two-lane road through the middle of the desert. We drove along, and every time we got to one of those dots on the map, there was maybe a house, maybe two. If there was a business, it was boarded up. Of course, we had no cell service. Our GPS was working, so we kept driving and driving. And as we were driving, the needle on the gas tank got lower, and lower and lower, and the sun in the sky got lower and lower and lower. And finally, we were coming to where my GPS said there was a gas station. We get there, we pull up, and we learn that the gas station had long been closed. So we kept going, and I was hoping everything would be downhill. And finally, the light went on on the gas tank. And then I saw a place to pull over on the side of the road, one of those roadside pullouts, one of the places that just has a dumpster and a pit toilet. And so we pulled out there, and as I pulled in, the car kind of sputtered. It stopped. And I heard from the back seat, Daddy, what are we doing? Why are we stopping? There we were on the side of the road as the sun went down. So Moses, he'd been, leading, he'd been leading the Hebrew people for a little while now. If you remember the story, we've been hearing Exodus each week. Um, there was the Passover, and they escaped from slavery from Egypt, and they, and they went to the Red Sea. There at the edge of the Red Sea, Moses took his staff and split the Red Sea, and they went forward to safety 
and they continued through the wilderness. There was the time where they had water, but the water was sour. So God tells Moses to take wood. Moses takes wood and turns the water sweet. There was no food, and so God gave them quail to eat and manna from heaven. So now here they are, and Moses keeps leading them into Rephidim, this place that is nowhere. And they arrive, and it's barren. And set up, they set up camp, and there's no water. So the people, they go to Moses, and they say, Give us water to drink. And Moses responds, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. See, they had a physical need. They needed something physical. But Moses, he saw that they had a theological problem. The people ask, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children with livestock and thirst? What's interesting, if you look at the Hebrew here, is it actually reads, why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill me and my children with livestock and thirst? There'd been a great collective identity that had been shaped by the Hebrew people as they left through the Exodus, as they went through the Red Sea. They became not just individuals, they became a people, a community. But here in the desert, when they're anxious, and they're hurting, that breaks down. It's now, there's no longer any us. There's only me and mine. Moses knows they have a theological problem. Here they are in the desert in Rephidim with no water, no hope, no God. They're here to die. So I ask you again, have you ever been to Rephidim? Have you ever been there? At some point or another, I think we've all been there. That place where there seemed to be no water, no hope, no God. In that place, where we would die. When that phone call came, when the loved one died, when the job ended or the bleeding wouldn't stop, when the relationship fell apart, when you found the drugs or that bottle that was hidden, when you just couldn't get up that day, when the final kid went to away and you wondered what's next, or you were told the treatment would be ended. Refitum. That place that seems empty. No hope. No God. How have you been there?
I know I've been there. So God told Moses to take that staff, to take that staff that he'd used to part the Red Sea, that staff that he'd used in other miracles, to take that staff and go. And to not go alone, to take some of the elders with him, to go ahead and find a rock. And there in the middle of nothing, where nothing exists, to take that staff and strike it in a rock. And from there, water would flow. See, Moses knew that where many of us see emptiness, where many of us see nothing, where many of us see no hope, no God, that God is there. God is there in the middle of that. That even in that place, even Rephidim, God has not abandoned us. So God tells Moses, go and take the elders so there's other people there who can see what's happening. There's other people who can share the story of what happened. So Moses goes and he strikes the rock and water flows and the people are able to drink. And more importantly, they know their God is there. Now when you were in Rephidim, what happened? Did someone call? Did the sun shine through the window that one morning and it felt different? Did you come to church? Did you meet a puppy? Did a letter come in the mail all those months later? When you were in Rephidim, how did you finally know again that God was there. You know, God told Moses to take a community with him. So the story of the miracle could be shared. So the story about how in the middle of a place of no hope, suddenly there was a glint of new life that things were changed, that there wasn't no hope, there wasn't no God, that God was always there. And that's the story for us to tell one another. That's why we're given this story in Scripture, so that we can tell one another. But that's why we've been given to each other, to share this story so that when we think that there's no hope and no God, we can hear that story from someone else of how God was there. That place in Rephidim, it was renamed Massa, Test, Meribah, meaning quarrel. 
It was an answer to what happened. To the question, is the Lord here or not? For my family there on the side of the road, the side of the road, right as the sun went down, we saw two lights coming up the road and someone pulled up in a pickup truck here in the middle of the desert, towing a boat. Where the hell he was going with this boat, I do not know. <laughs> he pulled up and said, do you need something? I said, we need gas. He just jumped out. He, he drained it from his boat. He filled our car, and he gave chocolate to my kids, and he shot off down the road. He wouldn't take any money. I don't know his name. I don't know where he was going with his boat. But there in the desert, we found life. We were helped. We were able to continue on our journey. So all this reminds me of a prayer I've used as a blessing. Garrett uses it as a blessing. Many of you know it. It's Father John Thomas's prayer. Who knows it? It reminds me of this prayer. I'll pray it here to close. Heavenly Father, help us to realize that there is something so great in us that nothing in this world can break us or defeat us if we keep ourselves humbly in contact with the Lord Jesus Christ. Grant us the greatness of soul to handle each problem intelligently, each difficulty courageous, courageously, each crisis gallantly. For this we give thee thanks. Amen.